the grid. A digital frontier. I pictured patriots as they moved throughout our country. Do they look like individuals or small business? Were the rallies like church? I keep dreaming of a world I hope to one day see. And then, today, I got in. Hello, fellow Americans. This is Chris Coleman, your host with the Kingdom Patriot Group. Welcome to The Grid, where faith, politics, and commerce intersect. Why Trump got my vote. That is today's topic on The Grid. But first, a word from our sponsor. FNM Painting Company is located in beautiful Lidditz, Pennsylvania, in the heart of Amish country in Lancaster County. In business since 1996, they work with new construction, custom homes, remodels, and perform a wide variety of services. Frequently ranked as the top painting company in Lancaster County, FNM Painting is a high-quality, service-oriented organization in both commercial and residential spaces. When you call FNM Painting, you know you are getting the professionals. If a 19-year-old video gaming teenager smelling like THC shows up to paint your kitchen, you did not call FNM Painting. Their employees are held to high standards of service and excellence. That's the only way they could achieve 17 consecutive years of growth. I've known the owner Brandon McCartney for more than 25 years. He's a devoted family man and passionately loves God and country. When I think of a patriot, he is the first person that comes to mind. He is exactly what American small business is all about. To get a quote today, call 717-569-3680 or visit their website at fmpainting.com. That's fmpainting.com or call 717-569-3680. Be sure to mention that you are a Kingdom Patriot. FM Painting Company. Kind, professional, patriots. Contact them today. Okay, a quick recap for the news of the week. Please do not stop praying for the people of Ukraine. They are running out of supplies and resources. We are getting updates from a church there that's in the Great Commission Collective Network. And they have a church there on the ground in Kiev. And they're reporting that people are in dire straits, at least as the world defines it. But the harvest is plentiful for the Lord to move and the hearts of unbelievers. So we need to keep praying for that, that, that we would see the Lord's hand move, not only in deliverance, but that he would bring people into his kingdom. In addition, Russia shelled the largest nuclear plant in all of Europe, which happens to reside in Ukraine, and now Russia has complete control of it. No one really knows what this means, but Putin is clearly escalating, not de-escalating his posture. This again, this is what happens when you think that your words themselves are a deterrent, which they're not, and you continue to display weakness and fluffy words and expect that to be sufficient to offer restraint against dictator thugs. Sorry, that might work in video games, but it does not work in real life. In other news, we have some uh, commentary about the Pfizer vaccine. There was a document published in 2021 that is gaining some attention recently, as the CDC is being pushed hard to release all data on all of the vaccines, and for some reason the CDC seems highly resistant. In this case, there was a document published on the Pfizer vaccine, and it includes a nine-page appendix listing 1,291 potential side effects with the Pfizer vaccine. You heard that right, almost 1,300 potential side effects. Feel free to email me at admin at kingdompatriot.us, and I'll give you the link to this PDF. Quick conversation about energy independence. But just curious, did you fill up your gas tank this past week? I know I did. I paid $3.59 a gallon. That's more than I can remember paying since all the way back into the days of Obama. And then the very next day, I went to three seventy nine. This inflation is out of control. And although maybe I shouldn't complain because San Francisco became the first city in our country to average over $5 a gallon this past week, and California as a state averaged $4.94 a gallon. 
This administration is being petitioned by congressmen, senators, and the American people to open up domestic oil drilling and production and to stop buying oil from Russia. You heard that correct. We continue to buy oil from Russia. If we were to open up domestic drilling and stop buying oil from Russia, it really should have a dual effect. Number one, it's likely that this will bring the prices down. And secondly, it will hurt the Russian economy, kind of a, a form of, I would say, a form of sanctions. Yet Biden has been crystal clear. He is not going to do this. Some in these elite circles are still citing global climate change as the number one threat, even hoping that Putin does not get distracted by Ukraine so that he will do his part. Really? Come on, man. This is going to sound a bit crass, but Biden and his staff are complete morons. Fortunately for them, the Constitution gives the right for every American to be a moron. But unfortunately for the rest of us, this administration is taking advantage of that right like we've never seen before. That's the news in the review. Back to the podcast. Today, my co-host and I, Sean Griffin, pick up our conversation in the second part of our series on why we voted for Trump. Welcome back, Sean. Well, thank you, Chris. It's good to be here again. I'm so glad you could join us. Before we get started, let's do a quick recap of our conversation last week on why we voted for Trump, and I'll jump in there first. For me, it was really not about electing Donald Trump. It was more about electing a platform. When I vote, when I support something, I feel that I am called to measure what I'm supporting against biblical values. And clearly, you can see in our country that we have really two opposing views. We have a biblical worldview and a secular worldview. And as I thought about the presidential election, as I think about any candidates, congressional or, or presidential, I keep that in my mind. And I ask myself, when I look at the, not just the individual, but when I look at the parties, what do they support? What is their philosophy? And do those reflect biblical values or do those re reflect secular values? And if I was to take the things that are important to the heart of Jesus and I line those up, which party, which platform would most closely align with those things? That is the reason I voted for Trump, because I really didn't vote for Trump. I was really voting for a platform, ideas and a philosophy that I felt most closely represented a biblical wor worldview. Sean, what about you? Okay, well, I can say that for the most part, I line up exactly with what you just said about platform. Voting the platform is wisdom because there are times when you don't like your candidate. As you said, the platform is what the rest of the party is going to hold him to or her. So for me, that's the way to go. You go with wisdom, you go with the platform, unless or until the Lord gives revelation. And so for me, I suddenly got revelation. I heard a prophetic word by a guy I never heard of in my life, but the prophetic word that I heard about Trump resonated with my spirit, and I read through it, and I just knew in my spirit that this was a word from the Lord. Because of that, I changed from supporting Cruz, who was a solid, solid leader, over to Trump. And it was a step of faith, because even the prophetic word that I read didn't say he was going to be president because everything that we read last week about the prophecy that Jeremiah Johnson gave, every bit of that could be used or could have come to pass without him being president. So Sean, when you read that prophecy about Jeremiah Johnson and we re you really did a deep dive into each aspect of it 
and it was it w- it was really kind of a wow factor. But that's not the only prophecy that you read or that you heard about, is it? No, it isn't. I uh, let's see. I heard a couple of prophecies from Kim Clement, and one of those will be in the show notes. I uh, heard a prophecy from Mark Taylor. I actually heard a couple from him. I've only got a line in the notes for Mark. It's, you know, in the interest of time, it's to the point. And then there was also a prophecy, and I can't remember who it's attributed to. It was probably Jeremiah Johnson. But there were four or five folks that had prophetic words all in that same direction. Well, which one would you like to get started with today? Let's start with the one that I've got the the uh, the shortest part on. Mark Taylor, he just simply says he was listening to television, a television interview with an American businessman named Donald Trump, and he heard God say, you're hearing the voice of a president, and that a strong a stronger relationship between the United States and Israel will occur in the future. So there's way more to it than that. In fact, a book was written and a documentary movie was actually written called The Trump Prophecies. So if anybody wanted to check that out, they could. The next one up that I'd really like to toss out there was Lance Wallnow. He is in the Dallas area. He's been in my church before. Solid guy. He is a business guy. And the Lord pulled him into politics, not something he was expecting. Anyway, the skinny version, he says, I was updating some random social media activity when I came across a simple PowerPoint presentation showing Trump seated in the Oval Office with the words, Donald Trump, 45th President of the United States. He says, the image made a peculiar impression on my mind. I was dazed. A little bit further down, he says, I read, I heard the Spirit impress upon my mind, read Isaiah 45. And he says, to be honest, I don't recall what the chapter was about, but he opened his Bible and he began to read, thus says the Lord to Cyrus, whom I've anointed. Well, fast forward, little history. Nearly 150 years before Cyrus was born, God declared through the prophet Isaiah that a foreign man, a non-Jew named Cyrus, would be an anointed shepherd for his people and rebuild Jerusalem. So Cyrus his name is in scripture 150 years before he sets foot on the planet. Isaiah 45, 1 and 2 says, Thus says the Lord to Cyrus, his anointed, whose right hand I have held to subdue nations before him and loosen the loins of kings, to open doors before him so that the gates will not be shut. I will go before you and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of bronze and shatter the bars of iron. Again, that's Isaiah 45, 1 through 2. Man, that is loaded. We have seen since then that Israel has also recognized him as a Cyrus type. In fact, they actually minted a coin that has their likenesses in parallel on one side. And you know, Sean, as I was just reading, as you were reading Isaiah 45, if you even continue down all the way to Isaiah 45, 13, uh, Scripture says, I will raise up Cyrus in my righteousness, and I will make all his ways straight. He will rebuild my city and set my exiles free. And even as I read that, and you, we were having a discussion about the character of an individual versus the call of God last week. 
And I find it interesting that it says, it doesn't say, I will raise up Cyrus in his righteousness. I will raise up Cyrus in my righteousness. We have to remember that the Lord is going to do what the Lord is going to do. The Lord is going to call who he's going to call. He's going to use who he chooses to use. And that's not necessarily because of the perceived righteousness or lack of righteousness of that individual. It is the righteousness of the Lord in which he does his bidding. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if we think about Samson, uh, Samson was raised up as a judge. He was a young, handsome guy, and the Lord gave him essentially supernatural strength. Um, he probably runs parallel to Hercules, even though Hercules was a fictitious character. But, you know, when it comes right down to it, Samson was no righteous dude. I mean, he loved the babes, you know, did stuff that he was not supposed to do. And the Lord used him despite that. And it all came, it all caught up with him there at the end. But the Lord showed mercy and used him all the way through. So, yeah, what we've got to do is what the Lord told the Lord told Samuel when he went in to anoint David, who he didn't know. You know, it's like he was not aware that there was a David there. He just knew he was going to this house and that he would be anointing the king. The Lord told him to look past all of the physical uh, stuff that he was seeing in the different men that were put before him. He points out that he, he looks past what people can see, and he looks to the heart. And that's what we still have to do today. Yeah, I agree. We so often want to look at, you know, and, and as you said, it really brings clarity for me, Sean, because what, what I really was saying is that we judge a book by its cover. We do this with people all the time. We do it with presidential candidates. I think we actually talked about this in a previous podcast. You know, presidential campaigns, senatorial campaigns, it's the job of the party to highlight a candidate's strengths and to mitigate their weaknesses. And what we see is often not what is really going on behind the scenes. But that's how so many Americans vote. They vote on what they see. They, they vote on the book of the cover and what they see but it's it's the heart. The Lord judges the heart. That's what the Lord is looking for is a man after his own heart. Let's switch gears here for just a quick second, and let's dive into wisdom versus revelation. I know you and I were having some offline discussions about this as where it appears. I, I really didn't have revelation to vote for Trump. I really just applied the, the wisdom as I went to scripture, but you had specific revelation. Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah, Sure. Scriptures always throughout the Old Testament, you know, especially if you dive into Proverbs, the Lord is always admonishing us to seek wisdom. Always, always, always. Not just to seek it, but also to walk in it. So what you've done and the what you laid out is in terms of how you landed on voting for Trump and voting by way of the platform, that's wisdom. That really is wisdom. That was wisdom. When it came to me. Wisdom was pointing the direction to Cruz at the very beginning. It was also the first candidate. And then the field enlarged. And like I said last week, I liked about half of the field and felt that Trump was kind of a wild card until I ran across these prophecies and I weighed them and I looked at them, compared and contrasted them together. And that's how I settled that I was going to support Trump as long as he was in the race. If he left the race, then I would go back to what I understood from wisdom. So 
it is always critical to walk in wisdom. And then the Lord will frequently take us with revelation where wisdom won't take us. But even when it comes to a prophetic word or when it comes to a revelation, even there, it is imperative that we apply the revelation with wisdom. So I love what you said, Sean. And I think we can actually go to scripture and we can find an example where wisdom and revelation are working in tandem. If we look at Proverbs 26, 4 and 5, this is what we find. Do not answer a fool according to his folly, or you will be like him yourself. Answer a fool according to his folly, or he will be wise in his own eyes. And the reason I share that and the reason I love that is because you have two scriptures that are giving complete opposite instructions, but both founded in wisdom. So why would the Lord put that in Scripture? And I personally believe it's because it was meant to be interpreted by the revelation of the Holy Spirit. There are going to be times when we are to keep our mouths shut. Because if we don't, we're just going to get pulled into an argument with someone, and we're going to look just like them. And how do we know when that situation is correct? We know that by the revelation of the Holy Spirit. But there are other times where we need to stand up and we need to address untruth that is being spoken. And if we don't, then that person is going to look like he's wise in front of other people and we need to set truth straight. How will we know when that time comes? We will know because it will be revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. So I love what you're talking about, this conversation of wisdom and revelation, because I believe the Lord has outlined them how they can work together. But in our cases, you and I are discussing, it's like both of us we're giving a piece of that, and in coming together, we're seeing it work in tandem through through individuals, and I suspect millions of other individuals as well. Yeah, that's excellent. That's an excellent example even. Yeah. Now, Sean, you mentioned uh, when you read Isaiah 45, actually, I read part of Isaiah 45 as well, and that reference to Cyrus, and of course, the prophecy that was shared regarding, uh, the modern day prophecy that was shared regarding Trump and Cyrus. Can you share some of the the brief parallels that you see? Well, like I briefly mentioned, what is Donald Trump known for? He's known for building, and more specifically, very large projects. So Cyrus was used to build the wall around Jerusalem, and here's Trump, you know, working to build the wall at our southern border. And everywhere that that wall was built, the problems decreased. Everywhere the wall didn't get built, we still have problems. The big thing to me, just keeping things to the point, is he moved the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. It had been legal for him to do that, according to Congress, for I think something like 20 years or more. All the the presidents had promised that they would do that, but most of them were looking at intel and, and looking at security issues and and so that they didn't do it. But I, I have a feeling that Donald Trump only looked at one source of intel, and that was heaven. And that was the thing to do, was to actually follow through and move the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. And here's the deal. Scripture says, he who blesses Israel, God will bless. And as long as Donald Trump was busy blessing Israel, he was blessed. No matter how many times he got hit by stuff, it just bounced off. How many times was it reported in the news? Oh, here's something new. And, oh, this is going to bring an end to his presidency. And it never did. Oh, this one's going to bring an end to his presidency. And it didn't. He honored God 
and God honored him. So anyway, the big takeaway is he's a builder and so is Cyrus. And the parallels, the oh, and as Mark Taylor had mentioned, that the relationship between the U.S. and Israel will get stronger, that is exactly what happened. Yeah, you know, when you mentioned that prophecy, there were very few things that had me more excited than that, that Trump clearly saw Israel, just not in the traditional sense. He honored them. I like that word that you used. He didn't just say, we're going to have better we're going to have better relations with them. I, I believe he honored them in the way that he treated Netanyahu, the way he treated Israel. So as we kind of bring this to a close and we talk about wisdom and revelation, um, I want to share a scripture that you had mentioned to me earlier uh, out of Matthew 24. This is what Jesus says. Jesus answered, watch out that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name claiming I am the Christ and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. And as Sean, when we were talking offline, as you pointed out, twice there, deception and deceive was mentioned. And I think that is so important. Why? When we elect our leaders, when we are seeking the Lord, that we use divine wisdom, that we don't just tap into our wisdom, that we seek the Lord and say, Lord, what would you have me do? And we need to measure those things against Scripture. If the Lord has given us something in our heart that we're not sure what the answer is, it needs to be confirmed by other people. It needs to be confirmed by Scripture. It needs to line up with what we see in Scripture. If it doesn't, then it's not of the Lord. And so I just, I just love this conversation because I, unfortunately, there are a lot of people out there who are making their decisions on anger and frustration. And that's not to say it's such a fine line because there is a reason to be angry and a reason to be frustrated with some of the things we're seeing. But our decisions need to be made with the heart of the Lord. And we need to make those decisions by seeking the Lord for revelation and the wisdom that he gives us. And if we do that, I think we'll come to the right decision and we'll elect the right people and that we'll be listening to the heartbeat of God. I totally agree. Man, there's a lot to be angry about. And when I say angry, I'm talking about godly anger, righteous indignation, because Washington, D.C. is full of wickedness. This is full of people with an agenda that will destroy our country. And the people at the helm who are working that agenda are completely blind. They think we're making progress, and they're completely deceived at the destruction that they are bringing upon us. It is imperative that we walk in wisdom and in revelation because of deception. How many times have we been told one thing by the mainstream media only to find six months to 12 months later that not only were they wrong, but they're also not retracting what they said. They're leaving the lie to hang in the air. Absolutely. Well, Sean, I can't tell you how excited I was to have you as a co-host today. Uh, if you're agreeable, I think we need to do this again. I'm looking forward to it. That sounds great. <laughs> That's all we have time for today on these two episodes of Why We Voted for Trump. Thank you again for joining The Grid. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of The Grid. Special thanks again to our sponsor, f and Painting. To schedule your appointment today, call 717-569-3680 or visit fmpainting.com. Don't forget to visit our website at kingdompatriot.us to join the movement of faith and freedom. 
That's kingdompatriot.us. Join today so that together we can make a difference. I'm Chris Coleman, and I am a Kingdom Patriot. Oh, 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 oh,